Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Central Texas Life. Ann Harder here, and I am just delighted to have Sophia Struther here with us. Uh, we've had a chance to visit several times, but I've never been able to visit with your beautiful daughter, Leilani Simone. It is so delightful to have your daughter here, too. Thank you so much. I'm ecstatic to be able to sit <laughs> beside her and then sit in a professional stance as well with her. It's just kind of a, a great full circle for me as mom. All right. And she's your baby. Yes. But she's getting ready to go off to college. Yes. So this means empty nest. It does. And you know what's funny? <laughs> yeah, She's right. super excited about <laughs> She's it. She's happy about and it. And I remember telling people a couple of years ago, oh, girl, I can't wait for empty nest. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to be upset. I can't wait. Child, she's been gone most of this summer, and I don't know what to do. Yeah, so, I miss our hugs at night. I miss every night she comes and gives me a hug and kiss goodnight and says I love you. And now that I don't have that, I said, Oh, well, I think I am going to experience emptiness. Yeah, nobody to are. fuss over. Make sure it's in school. Like it is a very different transition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's kind of what sparked you know this visit. For you and I, you're you're in a kind of a transition in another way. And yes. Of course, you've always been so very involved with Juneteenth mm-hmm. since 2011. Yes, and uh, you weren't going to weren't going <laughs> to do it this year, but it happened. But tell us tell us where where you are with all that. Yes, you know, um, myself and the owner of 94.5 The Beat, we founded Juneteenth Family Fun Day um, in 2011, and it was really because we wanted the celebration for what African Americans had contributed to the American culture to be sure. big. You know, a lot of things, a lot of other celebrations in Waco were big, and we wanted this one to be big. And when we did it the first year um, at Heritage Square, we had 4,500 people, and we're like, oh, crazy. We're on to something. Like, people really want this um, level of, you know, national acts and local acts coming in along with resources. And so we moved over to Brazos Park East, and that's where it's been since. And, you know, since 2011, we've done it for 11 years because, of course, COVID, and um, there was one other year we didn't. Um, But, it takes a lot. And I don't think a lot of people realize how much really goes into putting on an event where you have four to 5,500 people showing up, um, normally over 30 vendors and dealing with potentially over 10 acts, national and local. 
And it takes a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And so I think for myself at this age as well, I'm really wanting to kind of pass the torch um, either to the next generation or to others that have the same level of passion that I've had over the last over 11 years with uh, Empowerment Driven by Knowledge Coalition to host this and really pivot more into making sure that we have opportunities and access to media and performing arts um, for people of color. And so I'm really hoping that that can be a staple that we can do here in Waco and in Central Texas moving forward. Mm -hmm. And of course, this has been a passion of yours for a long time. Yes. You've been involved with Jubilee Theater as an actor, a writer as well. Yes. So uh, my passion, um, just working with Mission period Mission Waco oh, yeah. and then Jubilee Theater came along and again my daughter was five um, when this happened and I was in a play with um, Stevie Walker Webb and Rashad and several others and I played a mom um, who was who actually lost her husband to suicide unfortunately and her son started to sell her drugs to cope mm. um, and that was her way of coping and the irony for me playing that role was very similar to my own mother who literally lost my father abruptly it wasn't a suicide it was to uh, a motor vehicle um, accident and she actually just lost it to to drugs Um, and so it was really a parallel for me to Mm -hmm. do that I actually got an award for that particular role but I used to bring my daughter to like every rehearsal she was sitting there I was one of those moms like you know I want you to see what I do and participate and she caught the bug and from five (laughs) she's been in plays at Jubilee Theater I was in her every summer And then it started to be where now she's directing and now she's doing set design to where it even matriculated when we moved to Austin area, still being very active with creative um, action and starring in her own supporting role um, in her first film, Isolated Incidents. And from there, it's just been nonstop to where we finally got to last year, um, write a movie together called Love You to the Moon that we both acted in together. Um, How was that? Um, Leilani, how was that process? How was that? How was that? Um, we definitely got to learn a lot more about how each other takes the creative process and how to really get it from the ground up, from the writing to the casting. We did our own oh, yeah. casting calls. We did like the filming, the directing. We went out to the the lodge and mm-hmm. we had food for everybody and told all the actors come come down it was really like there's a lot involved in that it is feeding all those people and financially like so we took our own finances so did you have a gofundme thing no literally i took my savings like i and we just did it we just did it it was one of those things where i just felt like you know i love hallmark i was talking about this with you before i love hallmark (laughs) don't get me wrong i'm a sap like that especially going into the holidays but just seeing representation of individuals that look like us being able to find that one but then also being what's the reality that it just ends with a kiss after a weekend and so we're taking a a trilogy approach to where the first weekend is going out and Sophia that's why I play myself to a certain degree Mm -hmm. um, going out there and kind of opening yourself up to even allowing someone to come into that space but our second movie really deals with the relationship and how it can be complicated when you're someone that's been traumatized 
whatever that looks like for you. All of us have gone through, whether it's grief or some sort of trauma or uh, issues or circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so how we bring that into relationships can be detrimental sometimes, unfortunately. And then the third movie is similar to kind of like the bridesmaid flow where any and everything can go wrong. (laughs) But at the root of it is our actual foundation of love and how real love, unconditional love, where I have a tagline, real love doesn't hurt, how that can supersede all the circumstances around you and still you end up coming out with something beautiful. And so we just finished up the first one and uh, we got a little sizzle reel that will be dropping in a few weeks and, you know, just kind of moving through that process. But for me as a survivor, it was definitely a circle of life for me to be able to pass down to the next generation, my daughter to find her voice Mm -hmm. and find it in similar ways that I found my own. Yeah, we've talked before about your story. Yes. And what you have survived um, to see your daughter, though, go through life without those kinds of challenges. Yeah, and for her to hear me talk about it. Like, you know, sometimes we have a lot of people that feel like if I don't talk about it, it didn't happen. Right. Or if I don't talk about it. You hear about the World War II parent or grandparent who will not talk about it. They will not. What they experience. And sometimes I feel that's more detrimental than it is good because now what you're doing is you're harboring some very, very real trauma and tragedies that we know manifest physically. That's why you see a lot of those generation that ended up having high blood pressure, even diabetes, overweight, or dying early from stroke, or, or they learn to cope with drugs and alcohol and other bad behaviors because they won't deal with those issues. So my daughter has been very uh, next to me. I mean, we've marched in the A121, um, uh, you know, our fight against modern day slavery, just worldwide, because it's not just a U.S. issue. It's a global issue. Mm -hmm. Um, So, again, this is just another way where it's not so dark to talk about something that affects us all. Because I interject actually with my real therapist, Cheryl Alexander, she's in the movie. So like we do, there's a session of me just doing, you know, a therapy session to Mm -hmm. show people it's okay to like have a therapist and you can be very successful. Most successful people have a therapist on call. (laughs) Like, so when they're going through, they can, okay, look, uh uh-uh, Cheryl, this week is no good. I need to get in with you some type of way. And that doesn't show that you're weak. It actually shows courageous strength to be able to be vulnerable, to say, I'm not okay right now. And I need to find some ways that are healthy to, to work through them. I would think part of that process also is putting pen to paper. Yes. And, and writing and using the creative process through storytelling to help other people. Yes. And that's the reason why I really want that to be more of the new lens for me. You mm-hmm. know, uh, again, as I'm entering into my 40s, my energy is more about passion. Um, and in my 20s and 30s, when I did a lot, and I've done a lot of community work, and you've been by my side for most of it, I mean, from American Heart Association and us doing, you know, uh, Rock and Heart Ranch and um, our luncheons for Go Red to now even with me with Community with Juneteenth and all different things around that to disaster relief and things of that nature. I've done a lot of like the footwork on the ground. Now I'm being more 
more strategic on, okay, so how do we implement where I've seen visible gaps in the last 15 years of me doing community work? And that's in representation when it comes to media and performing arts, which is another very strong way to get messaging. And during COVID, that's all you had. All you had was media. That's um, true. And some sort of digital platform to mm -hmm. communicate. And that's not going away just because we can come outdoors again and interact. It's still a very vital part of every American's in everybody, period, their household for the most part, everybody has some type of mechanism to get information digitally. Mm -hmm. Well, Leilani, you you uh, have been involved in youth programs mm -hmm. for theater and the dramatic arts and so forth. Do you have a like a favorite experience you had? <sighs> Like a favorite show? I know when you were in the Austin area as a high schooler, you were continuing to do those kinds of things. Um. So, yes, I've been doing theater for a very, very long time, since I'm in five. So there's very many shows to, to pick from. I know. See, <laughs> there's so it's many like, what, who's your favorite child, Sophia? Right, literally. <laughs> um, my favorite role, I'm going to have to say, would be Baloo in The Jungle Book. That, <laughs> she had fun with that one. The best role I've ever played, had. It was fun. It was nice. It felt like me, you know? And since then, I've, of course, worked on, like, more mature projects, like isolated right. incidents with gun violence in schools. That was also a very hard but fun thing to, like, navigate. But... Yeah, we're going to say Jungle Book is going to take the cake. <laughs> she danced, and, and she typically does not like to sing mm -hmm. in public, and she had to sing. So oh, yeah. I tried to teach her. Like, and it was, it was okay. Yes, it was good. with theater, you can sing talk. So like exactly. you don't have to right. be, quote, unquote, like a singer. Like an singer. Opera singer yes, you can yeah. sing talk with personality and play it off. So to see her in the blue outfit, like bouncing <laughs> around and, awesome. and you know, singing and talking, and she really... And dancing, like it had all of those elements. She had a blast in that. And then literally the next year, she went into a very serious role with isolated incidents where she kind of navigated and narrated in that particular film how students reacted to a shooting. It was an active shooting happening in the school. Wow. And so each particular room of students showed how they were handling it differently um, in the midst of an actual shooting event. And at the end, she actually walks out into the hallway to confront the shooter really? and it goes black. And so oh, it was just a was very dramatic. Yeah. Yes, it was. Well, it was. and uh, unfortunately it's, it's a reality. You yes. would think, Oh, this yes. would be fantasy, you know, something and that Hollywood not. dream up, but it is not. It is not. That's why it was very important to, Oh yeah. Do the film and get it out there. Exactly. Because you have to think through, you know, right. what would I do? Um, going to be starting though at Texas State. So I already told you. <laughs> I'm so ready. Those, those beautiful calves of yours will be so shapely. That is right. the hilliest oh, yes. campus I've ever yes. been on. Trudging up and down those hills. You are, you're going to have a good time there. So, so tell us what you plan to study. I am majoring in performance and production and minoring in business. I want to eventually have my own space my own theater kind of do like a you know when you go to the movie theater and you watch a movie and you're sitting on the recliners and they like give you food and like oh yeah know, all that but instead of a projector it's going to be us on stage doing plays a live show getting served and you know yeah so something really cool something chill maybe classes but i'm ready to get the ball rolling yeah, yeah. and you're already doing something like that right sophia for <sighs> students 
Yes. So we are partnering with um, Krishan Jones, who, again, I'm just hoping I can get him here to Waco. He's actually doing a one man play called The Divide. um, And it's going to really deal with kind of the toxic masculinity that goes into how they have to deal with mental health and depression Mm. and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But he also has, um, along with Boogie Vision, a production company that they go and they do these film and production camps that can last anywhere from two to six weeks. And so I I am wanting to have that be an integral part of the Waco scene for sure, given some of the mantra that even Creative Waco has on really getting the arts to them young, Mm -hmm. um, facilitating that passion. So students are exposed to how to write, um, how to direct, how to also do the production and the set and things of that nature. And that's something I told Leilani from a very young age. Mm -hmm. She wants to be an actress, but I said, you have to know in front and behind the camera. So in between your gigs, you know how to get on a crew set and be able to be a line producer or to be, you know, an assistant um, director or various other things that in the middle of all your acting projects, you still have work. Right. And that's what we want to do. And you've got everything that has to be planned out. And then, of course, in films, then you've got continuity. Yes. You got to be sure. Oh well, my hat was on a certain way in that yes, scene. Yes, exactly. Because yeah, trust no, me, we all watch things are, now, and we're terrible. You st- oh, oh, I know. You see there. We will rip. We like, uh, uh-uh, uh, honey. You saw that hat was this way. <laughs> I know. Or he was turned this way. That cup was over here. Yeah, we're terrible. In the corner, we see it all. Yeah, yeah. Don't and do it and let us watch your movie. So we will see. Yeah, you, you, you could be the the continuity editor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I having done very limited right. that kind of thing though you, you when you realize just how yeah. laborious mm-hmm. the process is it is and you do the scene over and over and over they reset the camera to get the back of your head so there's yes. showing the person you're talking to it's very laborious it's, it's interesting but to learn this at a young age and and just to have that passion yes yeah yes. yeah and I'm, I'm excited for her I know you've got to be got to be proud of her. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to chat some more with Lonnie and her beautiful mother, Sophia. And uh, so stay with us. We'll be right back. And we're back with Sophia Strother and her beautiful daughter, Lalani Simone, talking about acting and writing, the creative process, films, all this sort of thing. And, and of course, Sophia, we've known each other a long time. Yes. And you've been so transparent to talk about the heartache in your life um, through things that happened to you. Um, but just not too long ago, a terrible tragedy occurred, and that was the the death of your mom mm-hmm. and uh, her husband, your stepfather, and it was it was in a fire at the Landmark Apartments. Yes, and uh, I remember dri- I happened to be driving by and saw there was a reporter there and fire trucks and everything. On oh, you know it's a bad, bad fire, and then later I learned it was your parents. Yeah, yeah, that yeah February eighteenth, um, somewhere between six forty five and seven o'clock in the morning, a fire broke out at the apartments and um, my mom, I guess she wasn't awakened by the smoke detectors. Nobody was actually, they weren't going off at the time. Um, but she got out of the apartment through the smoke and then realized that her husband was not out. Mm-hmm. And so she went back in, um, to get him, to wake him up. He had been in the guest room cause he had gotten in late. He worked on cars. He had a shop, mm-hmm. uh, in North Waco and he worked on, um, V 
vehicles. And um, through banging on the door, she actually, the neighbor was awoken. So I always say that she saved her life too. She she yeah. always proclaims that it was my mom's cries that she mm-hmm. heard that woke her up. And um, she was able to get him up, but unfortunately um, they just made it to the front door and um, met their demise at the front door with the door open. And oh. um, when I tell you those types of details just break you. And, um, and obviously do- Lilani's having yeah they just they just break you and um and you know more so because most people know my story about um uh, being i was abused sexually by my father starting at the age of nine and then when he passed in a tragic fire um it was a car it was a car accident but he ran he had a heart attack behind the wheel that went into twelve thousand gallons of gasoline that had just been filled at mobile gas station oh my goodness in springfield massachusetts so he died when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease due to the fire Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. of that. And then 30 years later to the year um, to, I literally was on a plane headed to Atlanta and the phone rang while I was in the air. I still to this day don't understand how that happened. Um, But we were still 30 minutes from landing and my phone starts to ring and I ignored it initially. um, And and actually, Leilani was with me there too. Was, no, that was Essence. Yeah. That was my cousin and my aunt and my husband um, was there. And the phone rang again. I said, well, let me, you know, I know people are going to start looking around like they, you know, annoyed because the phone's ringing. And so I finally get it. And it was my younger brother. And I'm like, hey, t- text me like I'm in the air. I don't even know how you got me because I tried to text you back and it wouldn't work. And he was like, please tell me it's not true. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I just saw a news um, program and um, on the news program, it showed mom's apartment and it was fire coming out of mom's apartment where they're saying two people were killed. And I said, well, it's not true. I told him, it's probably not true. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. I immediately call my uncle who stays here. He works for the VA um, and he stays here in Waco. And I said, Uncle Keith, I need you to go by and just check. I know for a fact it probably isn't mom. You know, I'm in denial, but just go check so I can calm, you know, my brother. And he then by that time, he calls back. We had just landed on the tarmac. And he said, Lil' Soph, because her name was Sophia too. Um, he said, Lil' Soph, I'm sorry. 
but your mom's gone. And I let out a wail on that yeah, plane yeah, yeah. that everybody thought, of course, something is probably wrong with me. And I went through one of those outer body experiences. Like, I don't know how I got off the plane. Right. I don't know. You were in shock. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going through the airport. People are coming up to me. Are you OK? And I'm just like ball like I just couldn't function in in that space like it's funny I didn't realize how much I really loved my mom until this happened you know the last two years of her life I say and I had to do their eulogy I eulogized both of them in front of me at Carver Park um and um I remember saying that my message was redemption um, God put that on me so tough. About the last few years, my mom really going through this redemption journey of hers, yes, of reaching did. out to me, really apologetic, really wanting to not continue to be alone because I had to distance myself mm-hmm. for some time. I allowed my younger brother to be the main conduit. Um, and I said, if anything's wrong, he'll let me know. And I will always be there in that regard. I just need to keep a little distance. But I started to let her in a little bit. She was even at our wedding. Um, we did a very small um, wedding at the back of my home in October. And, and and she was there with him. And they were being them. They were cutting up. They were being them. And I was so <laughs> mad. Because my mom is techni- technically challenged. So she's on her phone. I wish I had my cell phone. Now, let's say that this is me and my husband getting married. Mm-hmm. This from here to here is all Ulta area. My mom is here with herself, <laughs> with herself. Ultra- oh no! So every single picture the photographer has, she's, right she's in. Am I lying? Like no. she's in <laughs> every picture. And I spent like two months after that being furious with her oh, like, I have voicemails where she's like Sophie I'm so sorry you know I love you and, and then in hindsight like when she passed I went back and started looking at all my pictures thanking God there they are she was in every single picture like it's you know then I was mad at myself that I spent time being mad for yeah. her being her but you never realize those things in hindsight but it's definitely allowed me to see that I know life is short. My father passed at 39 and, you know, here my mom was 64. I've had other relatives pass young. I had a brother pass at 28. So I know things can happen young. But something about her passing, which to me almost kind of closed the chapter of my life because so much of the advocacy type of work that I do is around the circumstance she put me in Mm -hmm. as an adolescent um, to where things that I had been putting off I refuse to put off. Um, thus, this learning to exhale symposium and retreat mm-hmm. that was put on my heart several years ago to do. I'm finally doing it this October, October 20th through the 22nd, to really deal with this restoration philosophy about the five, the the Fab Five, I call it, where you literally have to take stock and look at. Uh, and, and make a plan for the finances in your life, you, the relationships you have between friends and family and how they affect you, your, the faith component of your life, whatever that looks like for you. We all believe in something. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you navigate that to really lend you towards success as opposed to being stuck in the past 
or being entrenched in the circumstance, which is not who you are. It just happens to be where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll be dealing with a lot of those and also some self-care because I'm doing it at Lakeway Resort and Spa right outside oh, of Austin. Oh, what a nice place. I've been yes. There, yeah. yeah, just Good very tranquil. You. Yeah, right oh, off yeah. Lake Travis. And, you know, we'll have some, you know, fun activities that we're doing, um, some great sessions to where, again, people can build their wealth. You know, I talk about the fact that when my grandmother passed in 30, when I was 34, um, I was her full-time caregiver. Within a month, I was homeless uh, because me and her were on a lease and that landlord let me go because she had passed. Mm -hmm. And I found myself six months later homeless. So really at 35, I was homeless to where by the time I was 40, uh, I made a decision to invest in myself and now run a multi-million dollar company so that it doesn't matter where you're at, it's your life resiliency is key and your attitude really depicts how you're going to pivot out of a situation or a circumstance. And so you're going to learn some valuable tools on that. And I'll be bringing in some of my good friends um, that have mastered certain fields that they're in to speak on that. And so it should be a great conference and it's something I need. You know, it's one of oh, those you'll conferences learn as well, of course, yes, yeah. that I was saying I was just talking to um, uh, my assistant about the fact that, like, I need this uh, mm -hmm. more than anything. Um, but it's definitely from trauma to triumph. Um, and, you know, they'll have a spiritual component to it, um, but it's not overwhelming mm -hmm. um, because sometimes in people's life, I don't want to hear you praying for me. I need to see tangible. Yeah, You know, it's one thing to do that, but there's a scripture that says faith without works mm -hmm. is dead. dead yeah. So we're going to be dealing with the works yeah. um, during this conference yeah. while having a little fun on Practical top of that. Practical tools, it yes. sounds like. Yeah. Folks. Yeah, for oh, sure. That's exciting. And so this is coming up toward the end of October. Yeah, October 20th through the 22nd, we'll be doing um, this. And so for those that's not going to be at Formula One, you can come on down to my conference. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so how can folks sign up? For yeah, so um, on uh, this Saturday, we go live with registration and they'll be able to go to my website, sophiastrotha.com, mm -hmm. um, and they'll be able to register right on, right on site. And if you want to be a part as far as being a vendor or if you're interested in speaking or even sponsoring you can also get a hold of me through that website as well oh well, that's exciting all yeah. kinds of you you just lead such an interesting life yeah sophia but but your faith and your resiliency and your ability to pivot yes <laughs> and 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 do what needs to be done and now to you know really do those things that satisfy you yes is is wonderful and it's helping so many people yeah i'm hoping so i always say i i don't feel god allowed me to live through some of the horrific things that I have for no purpose. Um, and so I try to just have purpose. I get the one life. I'm trying to make the most of the dash. Yeah. I'm trying to I always talk about that dash. Oh, yeah. The beginning and the end is that dash. And what are you doing in the middle? What are you doing okay, in the so middle? Which brings me to, and you've done this before, but Leilani hasn't. <laughs> I like to end these visits with a little questionnaire similar to what the late, great James Lipton did on Inside the Actor Studios. So this, you know, okay. good practice for you. <laughs> and I'll ask you, Leilani, what is your favorite word supercalifragilistic expialidocious all right very good all right what about your least favorite word okay oh really you don't like okay i've never heard that before yeah. from anybody yeah. so, okay because okay. it's like what does that it's like, like it's sort of like eh. yeah yeah eh. meh Right. It's exactly. done. done. Right. Talk to them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? I'm going to ask both of you that. 
the wheels are turning. <laughs> I can tell you what first came to mind to me, and you'll probably think it's ridiculous, but I immediately thought thought of Hunger Games. Oh, really? And uh, I don't know why, but I thought of Hunger Games, but I thought of their symbol catching fire. And the reason I thought of that about that is because they were coming out of the fire. And when they came out of the fire, they came out as something very beautiful. Like her costume was always this beautiful gown a- mm-hmm. after the fire flame, you know, hit yeah. it. And I just look at my life has been how I have come out of the fire. It's always been obviously something happens. And then for me, how can I come out of this fire? How can I come out even, you know, better or more beautiful than before? And so for me, that's what immediately came to mind. As mm. That's my turn on. It's like, mm-hmm. what is going to come out of this fire? Yeah. Yeah. Beauty for ashes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I, wow. I don't think my answer is going to sound it like that. It doesn't need to. <laughs> it doesn't I don't think my answer is going to sound like that. Well, okay. Let me ask you then, Leilani. What turns you off creatively or spiritually or emotionally? I'm going to say not having good energy. Yeah. I need energy. I need Somebody be able to match, be just as passionate, just as ready to, mm-hmm. you know. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. good. What sound do you love the most? Really? <laughs> That's that about to take. Take one. Oh, I, I gotcha. Got it. Got it. Yeah. That's that I action. Love that. That's That's great. that action. Yeah. I love how she had to act it out. Okay. Yeah. She yeah, didn't yeah, describe yeah. it. She just, like, let me just show her. That's yes, the sound. That, yes. That's good. <laughs> what sound do you hate? Take this one. The sound that I hate, um, because I'm gonna start doing it, is sucking of the teeth. And the only reason <laughs> why I say it is because we're around a lot of West Indie culture. And so West mm. Indie culture, they suck their teeth for everything. Really? And so like we just got back from Jamaica. And again, from the East Coast. When I lived up there, I was I had the accent and everything. What's I going on? My like I was everything, right? <laughs> All of that. Just absurd. Um, everything's yeah. Irie. Um, and so when we went to Jamaica, I came back sucking my teeth every day. <laughs> every day. Okay, demonstrate. I got it. What do you mean? It like everything. Like I just you didn't. just did that. <laughs> but like every, if you're in traffic, I, I, you know, like everything is a sucking of the teeth. And so I have to be detoxed out of the sucking of the teeth. Oh, well, that's I interesting. Back. I learned something new. Yes. <laughs> what What other profession would you like to have tried? I mean, I know what you aspire to do. Is there anything outside? Did you always want to be a nurse when you were a little girl? I mean, something like that. My I'm not plan to... B was anesthesiologist. Oh, okay. She wanted medical. Okay. My plan B was to be a television host. Like All right, I've there you go. always you should have. I want to be a food. I wanted to be like an Anthony Bourdain, like uh-huh. travel and eat and experience culture, but from my eyes yeah. because I do feel like culturally, where your background and your heritage is makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. How you receive new culture and food, right? And so I've always wanted to do that. Wow, there still might be time for me yet, okay, but right. yes. Do you know what you would never want to do? Thank you very much, but no. Yes, I do know. I would never want to work in New York City underneath um, the subway rails where they have to bat away the rats and they deal with sanitation. That is not, it's a very, it's a very much needed job. Somebody has to do it. I don't want to be that one. So I give them so much props that they deal down with sanitation and the rats underneath the city. Don't want to do it. Anything you know you, you wouldn't want to do? 
That sounded great. That sounded. <laughs> She's not going to also want to do anything do agriculture or outside oh, because okay. allergies. <laughs> yeah, can't. she can't do anything where you have to breathe in outdoor air. So for her, <laughs> a little bit of a hot house flower. Are we? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She's indoor, even though her name stands for heavenly flower in Hawaiian. She doesn't actually want to be out with the heavenly flowers. flowers. <laughs> okay. With the potted plants. Right. Yeah, I grow the plumeria that they make right. oh, do you? out of you yes. know, in Hawaii. But yeah. Yes. Okay, we do our gardening early in the day. Yes. Yeah. Finally, what do you want to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Well done, my good and faithful servant. You may enter now. Your house is down the street to the right. <laughs> miss the gold it's a little pearl rhinestone on the top like that's what i need to hear Uh that's what i want that's Uh it good done well you and done you are you are doing well now i will say (laughs) thank you both so much you're just delightful sophia lilani it's great to have you you on the show today thank you both so much and thank you for being with us for central texas life we'll see you next time bye-bye Central Texas Life with Ann Harder is part of the Rogue Media family. Be sure to check out our other shows at RogueMediaNetwork.com. Please rate this show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.